we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we broadcast loud and queer, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and recognise their own history, as well as their queer history and community members. The Voice for LGBTQ plus youth and music only on Sin. This is Loud and Queer. Welcome to Loud and Queer, the voice of queer youth and music on Sin. My name is Elizabeth, my pronouns are she, her, I am bisexual, and I'm coming to you on Boonarong land, and I would like to acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Hey, I'm Sammy, my pronouns are they, them. Uh, I'm coming to you from Wondery land in the Kulin Nation, and I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. And uh, I'd also like to acknowledge and pay respect to the people of the Woiwurrung and Boomerang language groups, the Eastern Kulin Nation, whose unceded lands the Sin office and studios stand. I'd like to respectfully acknowledge their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. Welcome back to another year of Loud and Queer. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, like, since it is the first year, if you guys, if this is your first time listening in, you can also check out our Twitter and Instagram at SinLoud, that's at S-Y-N Loud, or Loud and Queer on Facebook. You can also check out our podcasts on any of your major podcast services like Omi, Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Music. Yeah, and if you're already listening to this in podcast form, you can listen to the show live Sundays through to 4pm. You can tune in at 90.7 FM or online at sin.org.au. And uh, what's coming up on the show today? Well, Sammy, we are doing, obviously, our um, regular news for the week, discussing a lot of queer news that is happening in the world. Um, then we're going to be going into just a bit of a topic going back and forth over um, healthcare, mainly like cancer care and the LGBTQIA plus community and what can be done to improve that. And also our froth or not. And obviously listening to some amazing queer artists and musicians throughout the show. Now going to be doing the news whip. A uh, general content warning for this one is that one article mentions J.K. Rowling, but uh, I've, I've cut out the, the usual rhetoric that comes with a mention of her. So uh, it's just she's in a news story. But otherwise, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good news around this week. That's what we love to hear. Well, Eddie, obviously nothing related to J.K. Rowling. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of, everything else is good. It's kind of good news. Um, <laughs> like against jk rowling if that makes sense but ah good that's uh, what we love to hear all right <laughs> okay um pink news reports mj rodriguez has become the first ever trans actor to win a golden globe taking home the award for best actress in a drama tv series for her role as blanca evangelista in the fx series pose the win follows Rodriguez becoming the first trans woman nominated in the lead actress at last year's emmys but the award was ultimately snubbed by the crown's olivia coleman Addressing her win in an Instagram post, she wrote, quote, This is the door that is going to open the door for many more young, talented individuals. They will see that it is more than possible. They will see that a young black Latina girl from Newark, New Jersey, who had a dream to change minds of others with love, love wins. To my young LGBTQIA babies, we are here. The door is now opened. Now reach for the stars, end quote. Congratulations to her. That is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, MJ. Man pose is so good. I'm so sad it's over, but I'm glad yeah. that... When, I remember when she was snubbed last year to, to the freaking crown and I was <laughs> so mad even though I'm not like too big on awards but she she deserves some roses and so I feel like the Golden Globes is is a lot more deluxe so congrats. 
Oh, 100%. Keep, keep that trophy and show it off. <laughs> From them, Scottish police have determined that no crimes were committed following J.K. Rowling's accusation. Three people had doxxed her Edinburgh home. Uh, in November, three activists posted a picture of themselves holding trans-inclusive signs outside the popular tourist spot and publicly well-known estate of the Harry Potter author. J.K. Rowling created a Twitter thread that claimed this was an intimidation tactic for speaking up for women's based sex rights and following tagged the three individuals in the continuing thread. Besides Scottish police investigation determining officially that inquiries were carried out and no criminality has been established, them US has also highlighted that Rowling notably ignores similar behavior from fans of the Harry Potter franchise. Also that Wikipedia lists another home she owns in Edinburgh, that being the historically significant Kelly Chassis estate uh, is also listed. And finally, that the, so the press has reported repeatedly on her Edinburgh home when covering luxurious renovations, such as the 30-foot hedge that forced the street to close when being trimmed, and the expansion of her garden that required the demolition of an adjacent house. God, I hate rich people. <laughs> going on? There's actually a, a great article from, uh, I was reading it earlier today, uh, Mirror Online from the time when she had to get her 30-foot hedge trimmed and it's like all her neighbors just complaining about uh, how the street had to be closed and how she's a horrible neighbor <laughs> by their opinion. And that um, Harry Potter fans were coming by like all the time as well. So like in my opinion, or also by the, by the Scottish police's opinion, she wasn't doxxed. <laughs> her addresses are well known and have been like for a while. You can't be doxxed when, when everyone already knows where you live. Yeah. From Star Observer, the 2022 Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras party will not go ahead, following a public health order issued by the New South Wales government, in which, quote, singing and dancing is not permitted at a hospitality venue, entertainment facility, nightclub, major recreation facility, or music festival, end quote. In the statement released by Mardi Gras team, it was also acknowledged that this, that, quote, this phase of the pandemic remains volatile, and the health and safety of our community will always remain our top priority, end quote. Although, although party has been cancelled for 2022, Fair Day and the parade will continue as planned with Mardi Gras saying, quote, We've approved COVID-safe plans and procedures in place to ensure that other key events, including community favourites, Fair Day and parade can still go ahead as planned, end quote. Nice. Um, we'll probably have, we'll cover this as a topic at some point in future, but uh, yeah, there's been some interesting developments as well with Mardi Gras, uh, particularly the, the committee. Um, mm. some some internal divides and some uh, yeah just s some party politics that like touches on a larger debate in the community I would say but yeah, yeah we'll, that's fair. we'll cover that at a later date more in depth for sure oh definitely I'm also just think in at least my personal opinion that like with the rate COVID is going and stuff right now especially right now like with the numbers definitely not doing anything to go down like yeah I'd rather be safe than sorry. Yeah, in this in this decision, it's definitely um, definitely good, and as they said, the top priority is health and safety. So, hundred percent needs to be done. But uh, everyone looks pretty excited for next year, given the the cancellation. All right, mm. final news for today. In a joint statement, Scarlet Alliance and Vixen Collective have announced that Vixen Collective, Victoria's peer-only sex work organisation, will be funded with or spicing by Scarlet Alliance, Australian Sex Workers Association, the national peak body of sex workers and sex worker organisations to provide essential peer education, support, outreach, advocacy and representation for sex workers in Victoria. Uh, the statement writes... 
funded peer-led sex worker organizations are essential for advancing the rights and well-being of sex workers because we are uniquely equipped to understand, support, and respond to the issues we face in our work and lives. Fixing Collective has been run by sex workers uh, on an unfunded basis since its founding in 2005. Together with Scarlet Alliance, Vixen Collective has advocated fiercely over many years for funding for a peer-led sex worker organization in Victoria, uh, as exists in most other states and territories in Australia. Um, end quote. Vixen Collective will become Vixen, and Vixen Collective's committee will become the Vixen Transition Committee. Vixen will re relocate to share the office space of Harm Reduction Victoria, a peer-based community organization for people who use drugs who are supportive of this instant uh, who are supportive of this important opportunity for Victorian sex workers. And uh, you can find the full statement on Scarlet Alliance website. Uh, so, yeah. That's really good. I'm glad for that. Yeah, it's good news. Um, yeah, definitely shout out Vixen. And uh, they'll be sharing an office with Harm Reduction Victoria, which is also a great organization, in my opinion. And, um, oh, 100%. Yeah, and definitely want to acknowledge, which will probably be a high agenda item for uh, this new body is that um, there is the discussion, discussion to decriminalize sex work uh, in Victoria, which we met, we covered on the show uh, late last mm. year, um, and it's not going to be addressed uh, in Parliament until the until March. Uh, so there's been a bit of a push by uh, Vixen to kind of bring this forward and that was happening in late December so definitely check that out if you uh, aren't up to date with that story because it, it's pretty urgent pretty urgent decriminalization and uh it was kind of it's been put on hold for a few months mm, come on parliament pick up the pace <laughs> but yeah uh before we jump into some music I'll just read out some numbers to some support lines if you need someone to talk to lifeline is at 13 11 14 Q Life is 1-800-184-527 and they also have an online chat and Kids Helpline is 1-800-55-1800. Want more Loud and Queer? Follow our socials at SinLoud on Instagram and Twitter. Okay, um, so basically like what I wanted to talk about uh, for this like episode, I guess. When looking up articles, I came across this article on Pink News by Lily Wakefield titled The Good, the Bad and the Ugly of Cancer Care for LGBT Plus People. Quote, when it's done badly, it's devastating. Um, it basically, basically goes through different um, stories from other like queer folk discussing like the issues that they have had when getting support for cancer like over the years and just like how like, yeah, they've had some pretty fine experiences, but when, like, you have doctors that either you don't feel comfortable discussing issues with or they ask really uncomfortable questions and just issues like that where you don't feel safe in that environment, it can be really a struggle to get the support and healthcare that you actually need. Um, there was, like, one story here discussing, like, issues where, like, like non-binary patients, when they have to get, like, breast cancer done... Um, they often get recommended of like, do you want to just get breast reconstruction surgery rather than like hardly ever recommending just like removing both breasts. Like it's always, they always try to push for one option over the other. It's really like frustrating for a lot of people. Um, yeah, but it's obviously like stuff like that, like and like talking with other support groups, like the issue of like some support groups don't even ask for like pronouns and struggling, like struggling with talking with other doctors and patients and making sure you don't like 
receive discrimination, even if that is like against the law, like you still have to deal with like doctors that try and skirt around that, which has always been a big struggle. And again, just generally not feeling safe in that environment. And when you're dealing with issues like cancer of all things, like that is, you need proper safe care being done to you. So when you don't feel safe in that environment, it can make the struggle of recovering from cancer all the more like horrible. Yeah, for sure. Um, there was a, a quote that I was drawn to in the article um, by Pink News that discusses this, that was, uh, uh, your life is in someone's hands. And I think there's a fear. What if those hands are homophobic? Um, you kind of don't want to piss them off, which yeah, is definitely true. And it's that, it's that really uncomfortable middle ground that I think exists in a lot of systems currently, including medical system where um, it, it's kind of having to prioritize that physical safety at the risk of um, like being safe in your identity that can play off in like major and minor ways for sure. A hundred percent. There's like another quote in there um, that was made by um, T- uh, Tantum de Rogue, who hosted a queering, a queering with Cancer panel at Shine Cancer Support annual conference that was done this year. Um, like she mentioned saying like I was really lucky with my oncologist he was like my nurse is a lesbian so I was like okay safe zone but then she added when it's done badly it can be devastating as quoted by the title and everything which again like as you were just saying there like you really don't when healthcare is always such an important part of like it's a right everyone everyone has a right to it and like you were putting your trust in someone else to look after you and make sure that you are receiving the proper health care, that you get better, like quick, efficiently. And the idea of like someone that doesn't like you because of how you identify and just completely screwing over your health care and making things so much worse for you is a real fear for a lot of people because it's happened before. Um Obviously, like, when uh, looking at this, like, there's obviously the question that comes up, like, how can we make this better? And, like, it's not as simple as just, like, including more, like, queer folk in that space, which obviously is, like, a huge important step. But it's also making sure, like, we change the way that, like, the questions that people ask, asking them, like, changing the questions that are asked instead of, like, being so direct and, like, intrusive, like, making sure it's, like... When you're asking those questions, people feel comfortable. Like if you're asking questions about like fertility or anything like that, making sure people are comfortable, making sure you're not like being dismissive of their issues, ensuring the questions that people ask you, like you feel comfortable about and you feel comfortable giving the answers for, because the main priority of it is that you're trying to get better. Like your health, your health is the most important thing. So you want to make sure that you're receiving the proper health that you need, but also feel comfortable giving the information that is necessary. Yeah, for sure. And um, I guess another step in that would be just more education and training for for health workers um, more generally, because it, it's kind of excluded to uh, like queer health services, and then it isn't really expected elsewhere, which then can cr- make general practice just inaccessible yeah. in a lot of ways it can make it it can make it can also as you're saying there like lead to people that maybe aren't homophobic but are just ignorant of those issues which yeah. is still equally a problem in there because you want to make sure that you're receiving the proper health care that you need yeah and and 
um, you know, people in those situations, uh, it's a pretty like difficult character judgment to make. Is this person ignorant or are they like genuinely homophobic and hateful? And then like, uh, me telling them more about, uh, like me to get better healthcare is then, is that then gonna like risk my safety? because of this person you know mm. it's it's kind of a hard thing to judge yeah exactly in the moment it's like that struggle of also just like if you if you can't tell and you don't want to take that risk like yeah you feel safer going to specialists that specialize in like helping other queer folk in these issues but that also puts strain on them because it's yeah. not a it's not a minority <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of people so having people be everyone be properly well, having all doctors and nurses be properly trained on these issues and being, well, you know what I mean, like being like trained in how to help people in these issues, asking the right questions, making sure everyone feels comfortable regardless of their sex or gen- regardless of their sex or gender, regardless of any of that, um, making sure they feel comfortable with themselves, and so it puts less strain on all parties. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh... I think Bailey mentioned the show last year, but it's uh, These Thems. It was like a web series, and the opening scene is like kind of in that vein. It's um, a non-binary person at the the gynecologist, and um, they spend their entire session just explaining to their doctor like about pronouns, <laughs> and then like at the end, don't even end up getting any like care. So it's just like they're their healthcare session turned into like labor to like educate someone else yeah and that's a struggle because it's not like it's it's not it's it's not a queer person's job to educate everyone else like yeah like sure if they want to educate people they're more than welcome to but they shouldn't have to explain and argue their existence everywhere they go yeah that was just like something I just wanted to to talk and discuss about, get your own thoughts on, I guess, like, because it's an important issue that hopefully like we'll be able to get addressed in in the future and stuff. But yeah, just thought it was a good thing to talk about. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, I think a big discussion item this year will be people continuing to advocate here for uh, like free, healthcare for people um wanting to transition or for gender affirming surgery and medications but um so i think with that there'll probably be more of a discussion on um queer focused healthcare in general as Mm. well and then like in the mental health space that's been uh, a huge thing a huge issue in general for for crisis care so yeah it's definitely ties into a lot of conversations about our well-beings more generally yeah exactly i do hope that all goes through because that that'll just be such a good step such a good step in the right direction yeah for sure obviously like we did talk about like issues and like regarding homophobia and cancer obviously so if any of that was really upsetting or trigger- triggering to you um just please give a call to these numbers q life at one 800 184527 or lifeline at 131114. Sin, where young people run the show. Um, Sammy, what, 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 what are we looking forward to in 2022? <laughs> yeah, 
So uh, I guess through the context, uh, Pink News again, really providing us <laughs> some talking points providing today. Providing us the good content. Um, yeah, they released an article on the 6th of January, uh, which was titled Trends Joy, 23 Trends and Non-Binary People Share What's Making Them Feel Hopeful for 2022. And uh, yeah, I really recommend it. It's a, it's a nice read. A lot of people talking about kind of the personal years they have ahead in terms of activism, um, transitioning journeys and general uh just like care and recovery uh and a bunch of other things it's really really nice read and like i don't have any big personal plans this year but uh i have a lot of friends who are moving around doing exciting things um trying to get funds up for uh like gender journeys and yeah it's just like exciting just exciting time of year where everyone's super busy but everyone has like lot of ambition to get things done um like again like i'm only i'm still continuing continuing my masters i'm in my last year of that so that's probably like my main priority and just focusing on that like helping out with other shows getting up that experience and all that sort of stuff's always like main priority for me i guess but it's really exciting to see that like now that we're going heading into 2022 I say this optimistically because we genuinely don't know what's going to happen this year because obviously 2020, 2021 have been big curveballs for everyone. Um, but hopefully, like, we won't have any more lockdowns. Crossing fingers. We'll see how everything goes. But hopefully we can start to properly flatten that curve and go outside more, interact with more people and just hopefully get back to an another degree of normalcy because i don't know about you sammy but i'm so stuck of being inside <laughs> yeah i mean i am too but i'm definitely keeping um like my immunocomprom immunocompromised friends in mind right now with like oh 100 things things reopening and restrictions loosening but like covid's more rampant than it's ever been mm -hmm. by case numbers here um so it's like even though generally most people are recover recovering fine from home, but I've uh, known to get it. It's like a lot of people that I know won't be in that situation otherwise. And, you know, with uh, kind of ambulance shortages and the healthcare system just still not being prepared to kind of take care of people by no means of its own fault, obviously. <laughs> um, it's years of d defunding and whatever anyway tangent thanks it, yeah. government okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's just um it's still gonna be like quite a hectic year for some oh, people definitely still very locked down and also like i guess sparing a thought for uh all the the guys at park prison who are quite at risk to covid and um like have been refugees in lockdown for nine years plus and mm. a lot of issues in the world that still really need to be worked on and fixed and like obviously it'll things will get normal for some people but not for others and it's just like making sure to like be open and still willing to help those people and where they need it and on that note people that are like people that are like healthy like not immunocompromised and able to go out like fully vaccinated and everything still like be aware of your surroundings like if you don't have to go out like don't stay home make sure people like be still be considerate of everyone around you yeah for sure but even like outside of covid like we still like there's a lot of great things going on like we were talking about it before the show but like france having uh like 
like releasing new laws or, or at least passing the bills for like an- banning conversion therapy in the country. Yeah. Also, um, worth noting locally with some success, um, uh, like some Palestinian activists, including uh, some queer Palestinian activists, uh, put on a really successful um, call to boycott Sydney Festival over there, um, like accepting funding or sponsorship from like the state of Israel and they got quite a lot of people to withdraw from that, including um, Benjamin Law. And then uh, a bunch of acts have withdrawn as well. So definitely get uh, check out like um, Free Palestine socials and like the BDS socials to kind of get the list of people that did withdraw. So and good. if you're in, yeah, and if you're in Sydney, check out uh, how they've rescheduled their programs. And yeah, this is like off. Uh, different cities, but uh, that we saw this kind of momentum build up around the queer film festival last year. So uh, that was like some quite quick but successful community organizing around something that the community didn't like. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's cool to see that happening again, even though the Sydney festival isn't is just general. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. Starting off the year with uh, some some impact. Yeah, and also looking at some of the the stories that were listed there and everything like. To, like, other people as well, like, there's also, like, just the lovely small victories of, like, people coming out and, like, realising their identities and being happy with them, whether they're accepted, well, they should be accepted, obviously, but, like, being in, like, those environments where they feel confident, confident, comfortable and happy to do so and able to properly present how they want to without being in the closet, like, that's, like never underestimate those victories because they're always such wonderful moments for everyone when you feel comfortable with it like obviously in other scenarios it can be very bad but for the people like that are listening definitely in the article talking about those victories like those are important and everyone that has those moments they're always really they're good moments to have if that makes what is english (laughs) yeah no i get that it's I guess from this conversation, we can conclude that uh, don't, it, it, it's hard to, to say what this year will really look like with um, COVID around, COVID still around and, um, you know, everything kind of being up in the air for now, but uh, find some joy and celebrate in your, your friends' journeys and the communities, like victories and, um, you know, personal self-progress as well. Mm. Uh, it's definitely things to be kind of excited for when you take the lens down from like the general year to that (laughs) that's always a good idea i think not focus on the entire year just take life one step at a time it'll it's just easier that way (laughs) yeah yeah like we're gonna jump into our froth or not for like i guess over New Year's and everything because it's been a while since we had our last episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So how about you, Sammy? What's been your froth so far, like, in general, I'll say, because it's been hectic. Yeah, we are talking a bit earlier in the show about um, the great work some, like, Palestinian and queer Palestinian community members have been doing in uh, various campaigns. One of them was uh, in December they uh, kind of brought attention to their opinions on Schwartz Media 
and uh, its kind of uh, tendency to just opt out of the conversation on Israel and Palestine um, quite quite generally. And so uh, in kind of like a bit of a play on the Saturday paper, they released the Sunday paper, which is like an actual paper <laughs> that you can order online and it's got a bunch of um, really amazing writings oh, that's by awesome. people and uh, a lot of queer people as well. So um, yeah, it's really good. Uh, it's like the first time I've had just like a newspaper that I've really wanted to hold on to because <laughs> it's so many great short stories. And yeah, you can if you check out the, the Sunday paper website. You can order one. There is uh, scaled pricing as well if it is a bit too expensive for you and if it's not expensive at all for you you can even pay it forward so someone else can get a free issued cover for them oh that's so, so nice yeah it's a great system so yeah definitely recommend uh keeping my eye out on future papers and ordering the current one it's really nice i love stuff like that what about you oh my um <laughs> no i i think it's just like the hype of getting like new year starting like getting ready like to go back to uni like having work and like I don't know, this is a small victory for me personally. I've been getting into sewing and actually being decent at it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> small little skills like that, like, you don't think about, but giving it a try and getting better at it slowly, that's what... But those are the things I love doing. So, like, I always want to try and keep improving skills. Like, you know that saying where it's like, you know, jack of all trades, master of none, but better than a master of one? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, like I like taking on a bunch of different skills, like... Even if I'm not perfect at any of them, like still having those skills is always really valuable, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I found that was my um, kind of direction at uni when I was studying, <laughs> just trying out everything. And then got to the end of my degree. I'm like, oh, I haven't really focused on anything <laughs> in particular. But um, yeah, it's I uh, love learning new skills and um, like diving into kind of a new area getting the hang of it and then sometimes finding out that you don't you only have the hang of the basic stuff and it just like kind of your knowledge keeps expanding mm. and like you start knowing what you don't know and yeah it's always a always a great process Yeah, it's always about improving like like I ended up like using my mom's sewing machine because she like she got that as a present like in 2015 and never used it like it just was kept in the garage and then I found it and I was kind of like I'll take that. <laughs> like, it, it had nice. not been used. It still had the receipt with it. Like, <laughs> so anyone might as well put it to good use. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's been good. Like, it's obviously like, if depending on when you're listening to this, like Melbourne's going through a bit of a heat wave right now. So it's been, well, Victoria in general has been going through a bit of a heat wave. So <laughs> It's been a bit hard to go outside, so finding like small little hobbies to do has been very nice. Yeah, for sure. Uh, any any knots? Uh, one like it's like I stayed like hesitantly because like just a very quick content warning for like mention of like animal death and stuff, but I did sadly lose my pet rabbit. Oh, uh, no. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. She was like eight, eight years old. So definitely like it was her time, but sadly like is what it is. 
Mm. Yeah, she was a sweetheart, so hope you're resting peacefully now, Raven. <laughs> but yeah, sorry to bring them down. <laughs> no, that's that's all good. It's yeah, it's always sad losing losing pets, especially. Yeah, I mean, you spend so much time with them. Mm. That... Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but again, like. It, it was just her time. That's just how how life works. Yeah, I mean, eight, year, eight years is a pretty good run for mm. a rabbit. Definitely. Like, she uh, she's, was a little, like, Netherlands dwarf rabbit, so, like, she was definitely there for a while. Like, honestly, <laughs> this is horrible to say, but she definitely lived longer than we thought. <laughs> well, yeah, far longer than the Netherlands dwarf rabbits kind of get on in the wild so mm. at least you you gave her that yes true that she was a, she was spoiled by us <laughs> <laughs> oh well, but I mean, what about you you got any knots going on so far yeah i mean it's quite a general one but uh we just, we just had invasion day this week true that always yeah. always a terrible time yeah um i i was working all day that day and i got didn't get reward rates with the current job I'm at, but I'll definitely be donating a fair chunk of, uh, from that day through to some random fundraisers and stuff going on. So yeah, definitely recommend people do the same if they're working or if they have the funds to redistribute some of that wealth and then, um, yeah, pay the rent, did a great dawn service. Um, there wasn't any in-person rallies organized this year for people's safety. Uh, so apparently some some freedom movement people still kind of like did some stuff that day but it was unattached to the uh like invasion day abolish australia kind of stuff it was um just them using the public holiday as a day to, to gather yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah oh it's there's it, it's i don't know for me at least it's without without like some in-person stuff it can get really hard to uh keep up and keep engaging with what people are saying but yeah if you're if you're like me and have been working a lot this january uh and you haven't really had capacity to anyway definitely redistribute some of that let's pay the rent uh so did i i said i think i said pay the rent organized the dawn service but it's um i think it was hosted by the victoria nadoc committee but then yeah definitely check out pay the rent and uh, donate to them as a, as a baseline, I feel like it's pretty good because they kind of decide where it goes. And then um, also to shout out some more like queer Pacific First Nations organizations is like Black Rainbow. It's obviously always a great one. And then uh, someone who's been on the show in previous years, uh, Stone is currently fundraising for the uh, gender journey. So you can check out her socials. Oh, that's it's got awesome. links to that. Yeah, the funding is like halfway there so oh, definitely yeah hopefully we, definitely. hopefully we get that other half through quickly <laughs> yep. for a... yeah a little push and yeah i think the fact that the fundraiser has been so successful is just uh you know a great showing of her impact in the the nam like not only drag scene but just queer community in general because so many people uh have been like willing to donate it to it to it so quickly um and yeah, I guess also uh, icon local icon Don Lee is going to be organizing a fundraiser uh, happening soon, fundraising relief for Tonga with an event if it COVID permitting. But um, 
so definitely check out keep an eye on Dawn Lee's socials as well for, for that that's a good one to do 100% but yeah but yeah general general not frothing is just this time of year is always it's always horrible. always very just like uh like information overload from a lot of like traditional media mm-hmm. and then it uh makes it hard to hear out like the people who actually need to be heard out very true but yeah unfortunately but i'm i'm at least glad about the fact that like like from it from like at least with the like the crowd i'm always around and with and everything it's always invasion day it's never australia day there's no celebration of it at least like yeah with the people i surround myself with which is good like i'm glad that it's more that it's better addressed these days now like this is not a celebration this is a time that this is a horrible time yeah and i I even love that the the conversation is generally moving away from just like change the date to uh like what actually is an australia day celebrating and um Mm. yeah what are we like what is nationalism being builded towards what is like the harmful structures in place from being a colonial country at heart Mm. all that stuff which is uh yeah really important to hear out 100 percent reach out to us and talk to us about any of the topics we talked about this week or you know just to celebrate that we're you know back into another year um you can reach us at, you can reach out to us on our socials on twitter and instagram at sin loud that's at syn loud or loud and queer on facebook and if you're listening to this live on the radio um you can check out this podcast or any of our previous podcasts from last year or the previous years um on any of your major podcast streaming services like omi's body spotify stitcher and apple music and um yeah thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week at three this podcast is brought to you by sin media